Hi, and welcome to Save Your Sorry, the podcast where we spill some tea and talk some shit about celebrities. I'm your host, Jose, and joining me, like always, is my co-host, Katrina Rochelle. Hello, hello. Katrina, who shall we be talking about? Katrina's to be taking the wheel today, driving us on this adventure. Off a bridge, like Stan. <laughs> <laughs> like Thelma and Louise. Oh, okay, yours is better. Yeah. Mine got dark. I mean, yeah. they're both dark, honestly. Okay, so today is Caitlyn Jenner. Um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, this might not be the longest episode. I also kind of battled about doing Caitlyn Jenner just because it is Pride Month. And I didn't want anybody to kind of take this offensively. offensively. Uh, like we're attacking her uh, because she's trans or anything. Uh, she's just a public figure. Uh, she's open to criticism, of course. So we just happened to chose her on this episode. Uh, both me and Jose are allies of the LGBTQ. We love all colors of the rainbow. All colors. Exactly. Um, I consider myself a member as well. So it's just when uh, picking this episode, uh, it just kind of it just became more about relevancy. Uh, I I had seen her in the news. I had seen the interview, so I kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit. So that's kind of why I chose Caitlyn Jenner. Um, so yeah, and her being a horrible person has nothing to do with her being trans. I I'm not even gonna lie to you. Uh, we're gonna do like a little. We're gonna dip in. We're gonna dip our toes into her backstory, but we're really going to get more into the meat of what's been happening the last few years. But I will tell you this: after the research, I definitely formed a different opinion. Like I thought she was middle of the road, but then I did this research and I was like, yes, she's not all that she claims to be, kind of thing. I love it. I mean, I don't even know if she's horrible. I did no research for this episode. But <laughs> besides maybe Neve and Monique, all the rest of them have been horrible. So I'm just a safe assumption. It, yeah, it is like the other ones, you like border, those other ones you said, like you're borderline depending on how you feel. The rest are like, oh yeah, those are bad people. And she's just like, I wouldn't say she's a bad person. She's like one of those people that you see everything she did, you hear about how she's like, she's an asshole. <laughs> Ooh, love it i can't wait so anyway uh so just getting in, before we get into caitlin jenner uh, of course we know that she lived a different life before she officially transitioned but just to give her her respect uh we will not be mentioning or saying her dead name um even when talking or referencing the time uh her pre her pre-transitioning time we will still either call her or me i will still call her jenner uh caitlin Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, that's that. That's what I will be referring to her as. I know other people do it a different way, but I felt like this was the most respectful way to do it um, because you, you guys know who and what I'm talking about. It shouldn't be that hard to kind of connect the dots. No yes. All right. Uh, Caitlyn was born October 28th, 1949 in oh. New York. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, October 28th. Is she a Libra or is that Virgo? I was getting to that. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. I got too excited. <laughs> I knew because we've been doing it. So let me start over. <laughs> okay. Caitlin was born October 28th, <laughs> 1949 in Mount Crisco, Mount Kisco, New York. She is a Scorpio. Ooh, Scorpio, my rising sign. Yeah. And it made me feel a little funny because I got three Scorpios in my house. And I'm like, do I got a CJ up in this bitch, Loki? I don't know. I don't know. And honestly, I did not know Jenner was that old. 
that's okay so that's funny you say that because I my note is literally <laughs> she's she was born a year later after my grandparents yeah I mean she looks both my grandparents, being that old <laughs> yeah they were both born in 1948 I, for some reason I always remember their birth year and so when I saw 49 I was like damn I didn't I didn't think she was that old yeah I knew she was up there but not yeah. and power to her and i ain't gonna i mean hopefully my grandma don't hear this but she walking better than her <laughs> so i don't know she, she got something in that juice well, yeah she used to be an athlete so i think oh, that damn. has to do with some of it <laughs> oh i forgot it. <laughs> my grandma wasn't over them hurdles she wasn't doing that shit my bad okay so uh yeah like i said it wasn't important i, ju- I literally just wanted to mention she was uh, a year younger than my grandparents all right but, um, besides being known as uh, what we mostly know Caitlyn as is like the reality TV star, the socialite, um, and now the potential the potential California governor type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but back then, Jenner was mostly known as the decathlete. Did I say that right? Decathlete? I don't know. I thought you started on athlete. So <laughs> I think that's the right word. Decathlete? <laughs> See, Jose can't confirm if I'm saying it right. So now we're just going to see if I said this shit wrong the whole uh, episode. <laughs> but uh, so Jenner was mostly known as the athlete who won a gold medal in the 1976 Olympic Games. Caitlin wins her gold medal in 1976, but I do not think that is possible without becoming a well-rounded athlete altogether. And that started for her in high school. So uh, Caitlin went to Newton High School in Connecticut, and there Jenner lettered in gridiron football, uh, basketball, and independently, like outside of school, decided to take on water skiing. Um, yeah, even in the water skiing, like uh, three years in a row, like uh, she was the East Coast champ. Which I mean, hey, power. To, uh, that's where that's where she got that leg strength from. You're right. Uh, yeah, I think we kind of lose sight of how good of an athlete she used to be because mm-hmm. I feel like she's mostly known for being formally married to Chris Jenner. Yeah, like basically the later life stages kind of trumped her earlier highlighted moments because um, of it being just so polarizing, you know? Yeah. In 1969, Jenner went to Graceland College in Iowa on a football scholarship, but unfortunately, um, freshman year got a knee injury. Once the knee injury happened and Caitlin could not play football, it basically restricted her to either basketball and track. So being restricted to only basketball and track in 1971, being encouraged by her track coach, uh, Jenner decides to participate in her first decathlon. A year later, only doing this for a year, enters into the um, 1972 Olympic Games in Munich, West Germany, and does the decathlon, but unfortunately only gets 10th place. You only get prizes for the first three places, so obviously coming in 10th do anything for Jenner uh she went back to the drum board started over again so as we know Olympics only happen every four years so Jenner has some time to lay out the game plan and try again now but here's what was killing me through my research right okay you okay you know what a decathlon is but you don't know what a decathlon is right I do not know what it is at all but usually when somebody says it, you have a general idea type of situation. 
Um, I shake my head and I'm like, yeah, sure. Like once it comes to sports, I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I was one of those people like I knew partially what a decathlon was, but I didn't know entirely. So when somebody would say, I'd be like, yeah, girl, but you know, you don't really know all the information. So uh, when I research what exactly a decathlon is, so we can be more knowledgeable and you know learn things. Apparently, this is a two day. It's a consecutive two-day event. Like, basically, it has to happen back-to-back. It's the competition where the contestants take part in 10 track and field events. The first day, you have to do the 100-meter dash, the running long jump, the shot put, high jump, and the 400-meter run. The second day, you do the 110-meter hurdles, the discus throw, pole vault, javelin throw and the 1500 meter run and then after they do that the contestants are scored for the performance in each event according to a table that um basically the i the iaaf comes up with uh, iaaf is international association of athletics federations um and the funny thing about this table is because Every few years, you have these phenomenal athletes coming up and breaking world records. The table has been changed periodically to keep pace with the different world record improvements. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But I just thought that was so interesting what exactly a decathlon was, because you heard a track and field. And I heard like some people had to do certain things. Some people didn't. But I never knew exactly what a decathlon was. So I just wanted to tell everybody that. Yeah, that's just too much running and jumping for me. Like, they doing too much with that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, more power to them if they can do that. I was never. Yeah, I think they athletic. have to do with all the. So you, let me tell you a funny story. It's so stupid. So you know, I'm not gonna mention no names. When we were in high school, and you know, uh, listeners who don't know or who couldn't tell by my my deep voice, uh, I'm a big girl. So it was so funny in high school. This other big girl had a letterman jacket with her name on it and i was like how the hell big girls get letterman jackets with their name on it because i know she ain't on the basketball team so uh i had to become friends with her (laughs) so i could become nosy and she eventually tells me that uh she's on track and field and you know my face track (laughs) i ain't doing what do you okay so She's like, no, I do the field event. She's like, she does. She got her letter and shot put. Yeah, I was so pissed that I could have had a letterman jacket for four years. I I throw hella shit. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> I just was jealous. Uh, so anyway, back to Caitlin. The four year hiatus. Caitlin puts her nose to the grindstone. You know, she she gets her worth ethic in, starts working with the 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 best and biggest athletes of that time. So she she she's not surrounded by weaker competitors. If she's winning in her in her races, in her events, it's against the best. So she knows she has a chance at the next Olympics. That's kind of how smart. she yeah, that's kind of how she explained it. So um then of course, it pays off. 1976, Olympics come back around, this time in Montreal, and Jenner wins her gold medal. Uh, ironically, and I didn't know this was like the thing because of how much work you put in. And 
greatly how much uh, endorsements pay out. But as soon as John Jenner won her uh, gold medal, retired that same Olympics. Oh, really? Yes. Do you That's know what? if this is when she was on the cereal box? Yes, this is when all the cereal box shit happens after. Okay. Because the thing is, Jenner only got 10th place in 1972. So nobody has no initiative to do, sh- no offense, do shit with her. Yeah. So it's when uh, she breaks those records and gets her gold medal when everybody wants a piece. And that includes Wheaties. Um, I got a quote, actually, uh, later saying, she's, she's quoted as saying, I knew going in that it would be the last time I would compete. On July 30th, 1976, it would be all over. Win, lose, draw. It was a big card to play, and it was hard because it was sad. Um, Here I was at the peak of my career. I beat the rest of the world, sang my greatest song, and will never sing again. And I thought that was kind of, I think, kind of that bounced back to the issues that she dealt with later in life with maybe her identity crisis. Because a lot of people, yes, a lot of Olympic um, athletes end up doing retire, but usually it's after a few games a few Olympic uh, games and they actually win consecutively, not trying to hamper down on Jenner, but she got 10th, the first Olympics, waited four years, got the gold and just stopped it. And I I feel like that might have to do with like her not wanting to be in the spotlight or push herself in the body she was anymore. But that's just speculation. um, Athletes don't have a long lifespan in their career. Like yeah. they peak very fast. Like all athletes are young. I've, and I've heard that too. Cause you, cause they push their body so hard to get to that peak. But I, I don't know. I just felt like maybe, maybe that was the thing, but you know, like I said, speculation. So even though uh, Jenner's not competing anymore, but the years went on after the Olympics and she's still in the spotlight. Um, she's getting gigs as a commentator, a sports commentator, um, she had all those endorsements, like I spoke of. So the money, the money's there. She's getting her longevity on. Um, and the funny thing is, is that before her 1976 win, she says, Hey, well, she don't say, Hey, hey. <laughs> she, she says, I do know if I win and I handle myself well, I can work it all. I can work off it for years and years. And she says that in sports illustrated. Yeah, I mean, she has to. I mean, that's smart. An athlete has to, like, kind of milk it. That's true. But I also think, like, the the Olympic the Olympic athletes can milk it more than anybody. Because you got to think, about, yeah, they spend all those years training, but they get, a, they get good lifetime payouts in one game. They do, but when you have that much money so fast, I feel like you're going to burn through it. And in four years, there's going to be someone better, faster, newer, and stronger. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I just love that this has become a sports podcast. That's what we need to do. A sports podcast. And we know nothing about sports. I know. And then look at Davis. He (laughs) dribbles the ball for one half of the end. Oh my gosh. He takes a lap. Oh, he missed that. Oh my God. They're crazy. (laughs) So, you know, we talked a little bit about the sports past. Now we're going to dip a little bit more uh, into the personal life, especially uh, marriage and children. 
So as we know, Jenner was married a few times and is a parent, of course. So uh, Caitlin considers herself having 10 kids totally because uh, she is counting her four other stepchildren. But altogether, biologically, she has six kids from three different marriages. Her first marriage was to an actress named Christy Crownover, later known as Christy Jenner. Um, they had a boy and a girl named Kay, Casey and Bert, born 1978 and 1980. That marriage lasted um, from 1972 to 1981. Knowing that, uh, Jenner gets into her n- next marriage virtually no time off um marries actress slash beauty pageant winner linda thompson and has two sons brandon and brody jenner uh they're a little bit more famous as you know especially brody because you know the heels and everything um they were born 1981 and 1983 respectively the linda marriage lasted from 1981 to 1985 yeah, there was no time off between those marriages. Every marriage, she left him, had a kid, and then married somebody else. Yes. It was like uh, marry, child, divorce, child, marry, marry. Uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a pattern. But, okay, so I was going to actually wait until we got into the transition part of her life, but I do want to mention this. So when I was doing my research, apparently, I didn't know this, but uh Caitlin had trend has started her transition journey before and it was in the 80s actually oh really yes I didn't know this apparently she talked about this in her interview but in 2015 I think when that interview happened I was more of a cliff notes person and you know I kind of found out okay Caitlin Jenner identifies as a woman you know I kind of closed it you know whatever went about yeah. business I didn't watch the whole thing but uh so In the Diane Sawyer 2020 interview, uh, Caitlin talks about how she first transitioned in the 19th, like the mid 80s, right after her marriage to her second marriage. Apparently, before she officially transitioned in the mid 80s, she did let her first wife, Christy, know uh, that she did have an identity, like a gender identity crisis. But uh, according to Christy, she didn't know how deep that went, but she was honored that Caitlin opened up to her and shared that to her. She even says that even though their marriage ended, she does not think that that was the cause. It was more so she's thinking that Jenner no longer wants to be married specifically to her. Okay. Caitlin divorces her second wife, uh, um, Linda Thompson, and goes into a deep depression. Because she's going into a deep depression, I think this was 1986, she goes, sees, she goes to a doctor to see what's wrong. In 1986, after seeing the doctor about her depression and then telling the doctor all the things that she's been dealing with uh, inside and her, her crisis within herself, you know, the doctor helps her. She uh, gets on uh, estrogen, uh, has a nose job to kind of fix her features to her liking, uh, goes through electricities, I think they said it, uh, which was to remove her beard and I guess her chest hair and things like that. Oh, wow. So she's really already that early in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was like the 80s. And oh, she said, uh, 
with her taking the estrogen and stuff, she said at the time she actually did kind of develop breasts. She said they were like kind of a small B. And so I, I just kind of thought it was interesting that Caitlin took the step, but uh, she says ultimately thinking about her kids and not disappointing them and stuff is what made her step back from committing to the transition fully. So I guess at one point, even though she was doing all those steps, she had gotten the nose job to like kind of shape her face the way she wanted. She got her her beard lasered off. She still felt like maybe it wasn't time. So she put a pause on that. And she that's really sad, though. I mean, she can't live the way she wants to live because she's afraid of how it's going to affect her children. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, I, you know, I always have empathy for somebody who who feels trapped in a life that they should be able to do whatever the hell they want. So, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I could never, ever uh, paint her in a bad light for for not committing fully to it because it takes it sometimes it takes people's time some people it takes time and some people um it just it just happens you know and obviously she just needed time and yeah now we can say this in 2021 where it's a lot more open to that but Mm -hmm. this was the 80s i mean who knows what the time period was like then and then we don't know what would have happened if all that would have came out because the thing is um she she's telling us this in 2015 yeah so if that would have came out or leaked in the press in 1980 oh my gosh i don't know what the hell would have happened would would there even be a caitlin you know you never know um so i i just want to dip into that history uh we might talk about it a little bit more but i wanted it to be known before I forgot it because I, I I never knew that she actually started in the 80s I thought yeah, it was always in the 2010s all right so uh and then you get to of course the marriage that she is most known for of of, of all time it's the Chris Jenner um so um Caitlin marries Chris Jenner her third wife uh 1991 that marriage lasts until 2000 and 14 if you want to be technical they separated in 13 but i wrote 14 um from that marriage they have two girls uh kendall and kylie 1995 and 1997 respectively and we all know who those little bastards are i'm just <laughs> i just want to call them bastards <laughs> Uh, so another interesting fact I found out was that um, Chris, Chris ain't new to this. She's true to this. Uh, when she married Caitlyn, she became Caitlyn's manager. <laughs> when Chris came onto the scene and became Caitlyn's manager, that's when uh, the spotlight reappeared. The money started raking in more. Chris started getting Caitlyn into these fitness infomercials, selling a whole bunch of fitness equipment. Um getting Caitlin into these lectures where she can motive, motivate all these droves of students and adults, being a motivational speaker, talking about the Olympics, you know, how basically you put your heart into it and all that and uh, elbow grease and knee grease and all that, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> no one works as hard as Kris Jenner. She is she the revived, best manager out there. She revived uh, Caitlin and then she breathed life into her daughters. Yes. <laughs> all of them. The thing is, we thought it was just Kim and she forgot the rest. It took her some time, but she got all of them. She got all of them. She got all of them up there. 
and Stormy's and on the way. <laughs> I have never seen one episode of the Kardashians, but I know pretty much everything about their life. It's just like seeps into everything. Yeah, that's true. I, I will not lie. I wouldn't say I was a stan, but the first couple seasons of uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashian was was hilarious. I watched it. I thought it was so funny. That whole um, that whole Kim and Chloe thing when Kim got pissed about that car and hit Chloe with her bag. That shit was so entertaining. <laughs> See, I've seen that video a thousand times and I've never watched it. It's just mm-hmm. something people share over and over again. Oh, and Krim, I said Krim, and Kim, and Kim's cry face. <laughs> yes. Hilarious. But yeah, so um, I, yeah, I wasn't a big fan, but yeah, I definitely remember Caitlyn on there. And she always played like the curmudgeon, curmudgeon role. I think that's how you say curmudgeon. Like the, like, uh, get off my line. Get out yeah, of my the, way. The You're in my dad. space. I want to golf. I want to play tennis. You're in front of my TV, that type of thing. Uh, but anyway, I, we weren't even talking about. We just, I just got caught off in a tangent. <laughs> uh, so they both, with the marriage to Chris, they they both become new step parents to four other children. Uh, Chris becomes a stepmother to uh, Casey, Bert, Brody, and Brandon, and for Caitlin, she becomes a step parent to Kim, Courtney, Chloe, and Rob. You know, that's a little bit more. You know, we you know her history, life. I just wanted to get some dates and times. righty. Uh, so now we're kind of going to jump into the meat of why Caitlyn is our story a little bit more. Like some of her controversies, scandals, missteps, whatever you may call it. Okay. Uh, so I will say that she's not our typical savior. Sorry. She's not. She hasn't done. Well, no. Caitlyn is not our typical savior. Sorry. guest, But we say that for everybody who we don't think is our typical savior. You're sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just say that meaning. <clears throat> I don't think uh, Caitlyn is a bad person. I just do not think that she is a. I would not call her. No, I'm just. I would not call her a role model. I would not. I would not put her in the position that she has positioned herself because of all the flip flopping and all the stances and restances and back talking that she tends to do. I mean, so far, she seems like a role model. So change my mind. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, we're gonna talk about one of the bigger ones that happened right before Caitlyn uh introduce happens to introduce us to Caitlyn. All right. So February 7th, 2015, Caitlin is driving on the Pacific Coast Highway and unfortunately was called was um involved in a multi-car accident i don't want to call it a pile up but it basically involved more than a a couple cars and it was a real accident and it's they're not saying it's her fault but it kind of basically was caitlin's fault so basically what happens is caitlin is in her black cadillac suv and she's actually towing a doom buggy or atv one of the two they're kind of interchangeable so she's in this big car and she's towing a a a similar type of smaller type of car uh apparently a prius uh puts on their brakes and uh the woman in the prius her name is jessica steindorf 
So Jessica, for some unknown reason, it was not, they don't really mention it. I guess it wasn't relevant because she didn't cause it. She puts on her brakes in her Prius. And she's in front of dinner? Yeah, we'll say she's the start of the quote-unquote accident. Not saying it wasn't an accident, but I don't want to place the blame on her. So uh, Prius, Jessica, puts on her brakes. Behind Jessica is Alexis. Inside that Alexis is Kim Howe. Kim puts on her brakes. Caitlin is behind Kim and her Lexus and engages her brakes as well, but it is too late. She ends up rear-ending Kim Howe in her Lexus and um, rear-ends her to the point that she gets into oncoming traffic. Once Kim is in oncoming traffic, she gets struck head-on by a Hummer, a H2. Um, unfortunately, Kim's pronounced dead on the scene. Um, but the other in the other parties are just injured. Uh, Jessica, it's not really uh, stated if she was really injured a lot, but the fam the the Millsy family, I want to say, it, Peter Peter Millsy, which is the father who was in the the uh, Hummer, has his whole family in there. It's him, his wife. Um, his mother and his two small kids. All five of them are injured in the head-on collision as well. Um, nobody is hurt, but uh, of course, it's, it's a whole thing. So when looking at the details of this case, there are kind of conflicting reports. The local sheriff's department, the LA sheriff's department, they say that Caitlin was, they determined she was driving her Cadillac at an unsafe speed, quote unquote, unsafe speed for the road conditions. While the Los Angeles County District Attorney later determined that she was driving below the speed limit and engaged her brakes before impact. So um, I don't. That seems conflicting to me. Exactly. Because here's what happened. Um, So, you know, the sheriff's department says she's driving at an unsafe speed. They do their investigation and they um, recommend to the district attorney to charge Caitlin with vehicular manslaughter. The L.A. County District Attorney's Office does their investigation and determines that she's not really at fault. Like they they decline not to press charges. They say for lack of evidence. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was weird that the sheriff's department is saying one thing and recommending another thing. And then the district attorney, the people who do the prosecuting, who get the stuff, you know, lay the smack down. They're like, eh, we ain't got enough evidence. And- I think that's always going to be the case. It usually is the DA is the one who turns their way because they know it won't go in trial. And it to me, how you're explaining it, it does not seem like that could win in the trial. It's a coin toss. Yeah, that they did. They mentioned that in the art, one of the articles that, yeah, the burden of proof is on the prosecutor. So unfortunately, if the prosecutor is looking at the evidence and maybe they don't think this is as good as a slam dunk as they can get or they don't think it's winnable, they would pass. And you you can blame them, but you can't blame them. I mean, it's very unfortunate for everyone involved, Mm -hmm. but I. I don't think Jenner should have been tried if. They had no reason to try her. I mean, at the end of the day, you want to hold someone responsible, but it just seems like it was an accident. 
Mm-hmm. I, the one thing, you know, just just a tangent of, of some sort, uh, you wonder what could have or would have happened. So Caitlin hasn't officially announced that she's identifying as a woman, but it, all the speculation is there. I remember like, around that time, there was so much rumors that saying, you know, Caitlin is trans- trans- transitioning. Caitlin's mm-hmm. doing this. Caitlin had this surgery and it's like, you know, showing before and after pictures. And I remember there was one picture of her in her truck or car or whatever she was at. And it looks like she's trying and it's like, yes, you bringing up some of the stuff I was going to bring up. Come on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, keep going, bro. It was just like, you know, a time that it was like all those rumors, boom, car crash, boom, transition. And uh-huh. I remember a lot of people, and I don't feel this way, but I just want to bring it up because this is what was being said. A lot of people were saying like, distraction. Oh, yeah, Jenner's doing this just for a distraction. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I it's been six thing, years though. now. Like, do you think it's going to be just a distraction? It's, I don't know. People are nasty out there. Yeah. And I can't lie. Unfortunately, um, because so many conspiracy theories, how do I always end up bringing this up? But due to how how uh, we've been mystified or um, what's the word? Bamboozled before by celebrities. I feel like no matter when somebody comes out to do something or announce something, we're always like, nah, what you really hiding? Nah, what you really doing? Yeah. But yeah, you're, you're right. Like, basically, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say uh, to give like shit what was we just talking about literally though oh yeah we're talking about them not yeah they're not pressing no charges i was talking i was going to mention like it would have been crazy if if she did get charged her not officially coming out as being a identifying as a woman if she would have got sentenced to jail time what would have they done i that is because you know there was probably going to be wait time in between there, so she might have still announced it. So you just, I don't know. I always think about that just in the back of my mind just a little bit. Yeah, a little what if. Yeah. But um, so she's not charged. But just like you mentioned, 2015, late 2014, I, I thought, <laughs> of course, when she came out and said that she identified as a woman, called me Caitlin, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, go girl. But when I saw... Uh, Jenner at first with the long hair and everything I was just like I'm going through a midlife crisis growing out your hair why they make it such a big deal out of it (laughs) I didn't think of anything but then uh after uh it started more and more pictures more and more articles came out I was like well we're gonna see and then of course what happens uh she she ends up coming out but uh back to the crash real quick I will say that even though she did not get charged criminally, all three parties involved in the crash, um, Kim Kim was a widow, unfortunately, but she had two stepchildren. So her stepchildren filed a suit against Caitlin, uh, the family of five in the Hummer that unfortunately uh, killed Kim in the, the head-on. They sue her. And Jessica uh, Steindorf in the Prius sues her. Oof. All three sue her. Now, uh, guess who Kaylin decides to sue? Jessica. Uh, actually, I think she was named in a complaint, but no, not officially. <laughs> That's kind of smart. Look at you. That was, yeah, I think she ends up saying like, 
uh, Jessica was looking at her phone or something like that. But who she ends up really filing a lawsuit against is she ends up calling them the stalker defendant, but it's the paparazzi. Yeah, she kind of blame. She ends up blaming part or most of the crash on the paparazzi. And were they following her at the time? So this is what I'll say. Around this time, you know, like you said, they were getting pictures of her everywhere. She was coming out of her doctor's office. That's when all the speculation I heard happened because she was coming out of her doctor's office and she actually ended up getting like her Adam Apple shaved down. Um, they took pictures of her, what it looked like when she was crying in her car, things like that. So I don't know for sure, but this is what she was saying. She was like, um, they were following her. They were harassing her. Um, and she says because of the harassment, she was visually distracted and the negligence and reckless conduct of the stalker defendants, quote unquote, did contribute to the cause of an accident where seconds and split seconds mattered. I'm sure her lawyer is the one who came up with that. Yeah. and But here's what happened. The sheriff's department, you know how I talked about them earlier, thinking she should be charged with vehicular manslaughter. Yes. Even though Caitlin says this and blames the paparazzi, when they do their investigation, they don't see any trace of Caitlin being followed or being harassed on the highway. But that's not what Caitlin is saying. She's saying that they made her visually impaired. So for all you know, that just means that she was crying. But for all you know, you're not supposed to be crying and driving. That still puts the well, that's the paparazzi. On. But that's what I'm saying. She's been what she's saying is that she's either saying one or two things. Either they were there in the flesh. And she got distracted by them, which they didn't find any evidence. But if that's true, I cannot hold her against it. Because somebody being in your space, you being like somebody doing that, harassing you that way is uh, can take your attention away. Or she's talking about being so paranoid about the state of paparazzi or photographs or photographers coming to take her picture, got her distracted to the point that she wasn't paying attention Uh she wasn't focusing on driving the way she should have been. So yeah, I can only see she's talking about one or the other. And if she's talking about the second reason, I don't think that gives you a good enough reason to be a part of a multi-crash, a multi-car crash. What do you think? <laughs> it's not, a, it's not, a. I, I feel like it's not a Diane. It's not a princess Diana situation. It could be though. I don't but, know that. She was somewhere. The paparazzi was there, and she's like, "Gotta skedaddle." And then she's like, (laughs) "I just got a blast." (laughs) (laughs) And she was distracted because you know she's like, "Oh, why are these guys always following me around?" And then Mm. she crashed. Okay. Um. I mean, you can have your opinion. I think it's wrong. I hate that you're making me a Caitlyn Jenner defender. Hey. KGD, that's you. I know. That's you. But <sighs> I mean, the thing is, I can see the way you're you're seeing it, but that still does not give you an out for being distracted while you're literally operating a vehicle, towing another vehicle. But I think it was a split second distraction. I don't think it's like and and what is and what what was the quote where seconds and split seconds mattered? But that matters all the time when you're on. I was on the it, highway today. 
Split. Okay, let me stop making jokes. But I really almost got into a crash today on the highway. You really do have to be paying attention because these cars will stop and get jammed up in, in five lanes in a second. And you would think it's five lanes. Y'all got plenty of space, but people are ignorant. It's very unfortunate, but I can't say without a shadow of a doubt that Caitlyn Jenner is at fault. I think she's at fault because you do not see any proof of photographers causing that crash. Yes, I think that's why I think you cannot a hundred percent defend Caitlin. I you could say it's a tragic accident, but I could still say it's a tragic accident that she caused. I think that's why it had to be a civil lawsuit. Like that DA was smart not taking that case. Yeah, because the, the burden of proof is is it's like half I mean, of what it is in civil court. Yeah, and there's only two of us here and we can't agree on it. Like what's on a jury 12? <laughs> like <laughs> they, they wouldn't be able to We're agree terrible. on that. Either. We're terrible. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so gl- glad you brought up the settlement the lawsuits and the settlement. So here's the thing. The only settlement that was disclosed was the um the family of five in the Hummer. They get $800,000 to split among the family. I think everybody got a different amount. I think each kid got 500,000, not 500,000, 50,000. And they split the adults up. I think uh, the more injuries they had, the more money got to that. And I didn't want to read them off. But when I read the article, if what they said was true, that family has some fucked up injuries. Like the grandma. Oh, yeah, she was messed up. But so uh, Caitlin settled out to pay $800,000 to the family and she covered their attorney fees and their medical bills. Um, do you happen to know what article you got that from? I was going to read out all my sources at the end. Okay. Because I we got them from a... <laughs> we said what? That's fine. You could do that. I was just wondering. Man, I've... No, no. <laughs> just go ahead. <laughs> from the abc news article love it (laughs) (laughs) you made me look for that shit (laughs) uh it also was mentioned in the associated press one but uh, ap ap (laughs) that's who got cosby caught up episode one don't listen days oh really oh yeah 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 it's our best one it's my favorite (laughs) one (laughs) okay so um yeah, so uh, that's the only one that disclosed the settlement with Jessica, and with of course Kim, they do not, they don't talk about it at all. They just say it's undisclosed. I don't know about the Jessica one, but you know the Kim one had to be through the roof, especially knowing that even though it wasn't her fault, they still technically blamed Caitlyn. So yeah, you no, know she had to pay for it. Um, so also circling back to the lawsuit, Caitlyn filed on the quote-unquote stalker defendants um i looked up and down through the internet for an update on whether this was an ongoing case if she dismissed it she dropped it she didn't care um and i couldn't find anything everybody just talks about her actually filing the lawsuit which kind of uh this is just subjective but i feel like based on that information of not finding an update on that whole situation is that uh, it was a deflection, a distraction from her getting sued three times over. Uh, so she wanted to put a little blame and get some heat off of her. And she filed that lawsuit. And then when everything got settled on her end with those other three parties, this lawsuit didn't mean shit. Yeah. 
I mean, that's what it kind of seems. Possibly could be a thing. Yep. Yep. And you got to think about it. She just named some stalker defendants. I don't think she pinned a case on anybody. No, I mean, and there's probably no way she would know. Exactly. Paparazzi and red hat. Like, Like, what the fuck you want to do with that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, just like we were saying before, it's just one of those tragic accidents where, of course, she didn't mean for this to happen, but because it happened, um, because of the spotlight on her when it happened, it's going to be looked at as like a, a like a black mark, like a you know a mark on her reputation, her history. Yeah, I've seen. I don't even know where I was seeing it, but maybe when she ran for governor, which you haven't got to yet, but I saw a lot of people you know, in the comments being like, oh, she's a murderer. She murdered people in the car. Look it up. And it's like, oh, it's yes. a horrible accident. And I wouldn't call her a murderer. I mean, I don't. I, I kind of know what you're talking about. And I kinda, I'll kind i see if I can remember it to refer back to it when we talk about her governor bid in yeah, like a few minutes. It's definitely a stain on her history. Um, So, you know, now we're going to get into... um. After the crash, her coming out officially, her officially being trans, her official transition and uh, coming out to the world as Caitlin. So, um, like I said before, she made some subtle appearance changes and people were speculating in the media about uh, Jenner's personal life, her identity. um, And, of course, the press from the crash didn't help. So uh, April two, April 2015. Jenner sits down with Diane Sawyer uh, and our, we already talked about Diane Sawyer real quick, but uh, as I was looking up this interview, uh, I came across some old Diane Sawyer clips and you know who else iconic she interviewed and one of the iconic lines she said, you know who? Give me a hint. Crack is whack. Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Yeah, that was her her famous crack is whack. Show me the receipts. Uh-huh. I don't do but, crack. She makes too money. To <laughs> I felt bad because, okay, I did get sidetracked. So I'm watching the Caitlyn Jenner, Diane Sawyer interview. And you know how YouTube, when you're on the laptop, you just see those recommended videos. And they was just teasing me. And I said, let me click on this Whitney Houston one real quick. <laughs> and even though it's, it, Whitney Houston's story is tragic. But she was just lying straight to old girl's face. I'm like, God damn, Whitney was a good ass liar. Does, I, I believe do her. I, I always thought she didn't do crack. She did cocaine. Cocaine's not crack. That's what Whitney was saying. Yeah, but I think she did she, crack. No, too, no. Whitney had too much money to do crack. Shut the fuck like, up. That, that, that was her whole but point. I, I think she was doing both, though. I Maybe later on, but I think at that point she was strictly coke. I don't know. Maybe that she, is a form of crack. What if she was doing crack cocaine? Does that count? We're not going to get into this because it's not a drug podcast. But to crack is a lot cheaper than coke, and it's seen yeah, very differently. I know that it's part. Seen cheaper. It's it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you know, if you call someone a cokehead, it's not as bad and insulting as if you call someone a crackhead. Well, they affect course, you those, differently, mm-hmm. and. I think and, Whitney had a stigma against crackheads and, and especially like, her being black too. Yeah, you know, that whole crack that, baby in the eighties and all it, that shit. It runs deep right there, and so you can be a cokehead. I mean, you're a cokehead. Oh, it's Starface. If you're a crackhead, you're that weird person down the street. Like 
Yeah, Scarface was unstable as fuck too. He sh- they shot his best friend. Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah, we we got sidetracked. My bad. I'm sorry. We might do Whitney one day. I I don't know if there's. I not, can't. Not a I cancellation, so but uh, uh, honoring. Uh, downfall. Oh. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> so uh. To, uh, April 2015, she sits down with Diane Sawyer for uh, the interview. Um, uh, in this interview, Caitlin, not known as Caitlin yet, she just says she, uh, she, she backslides and sometimes says different pronouns, but, you know, I'm still going to say she, of course. I think, you know, coming out in the public eye, she was just getting used to saying them out loud. I think, of course, she referred to herself as a she and she knew who she was. But uh, talking about your past life, the present and going back and forth, I think that would kind of confuse you a little bit. But anyway. Yeah. Um, she says in this interview that she identifies as a woman. Um, she talks about how she's been confused about her gender ide- identity since she was a child. Um, talks about cross-dressing in the past not really being able to communicate um, her need to express herself the way she wanted to and how that was like a like a contentious, contentious issue in her, her marriage, especially Chris's her and Chris's marriage, because she says um, Chris would allow, I guess, allow cross-dressing here and there as long as she didn't see a lot of it. And that kind of sounds like, a lot of people who are who, who are in a marriage with someone that they love, they're doing something that you don't necessarily maybe like or even agree with. But you feel like if it's not hurting no one, as long as you don't lay eyes on it, you're OK with it. That's kind of what I got from it. To me, it's just very sad. Like, no shade to Chris, but I just feel like I don't know if I was Caitlin in that situation, I would feel like Chris was not letting me be who I want to be with I, I get yes and no though from. but if Chris if Chris doesn't know how deep the issue goes I because think she's something... still considering herself married to someone who identify who doesn't identify as a woman of course she's like well you're just cross-dressing it's a little weird not something I would like or something I would do but go ahead Maybe she, I don't know. The thing is, I don't know if she knew how deep it was for Caitlin at that time. I don't And know. I think it is something they have, I don't know if you did get into this. They have gone back and forth and said, Chris knew this. And Chris like, I didn't know that. And Caitlin's like, yes, you did. No, I didn't. Oh, really? I, I, I wasn't going to get into that because I, I didn't really, I just kind of, I didn't delve into the Chris in uh caitlin relationship past you know yeah, I, initial marriage but what what did you hear about that i'm pretty sure no i could be wrong i don't even know if i want to say it but we'll, we'll just say it as speculation i'm pretty sure in her book i am kate mm-hmm. um she stated that chris knew about the cross-dressing and chris knew about how she felt more and chris is saying she did not if I'm remembering correctly, because I did not do any research for this episode. Um, so I think that's why their relationship has soured a little. Where a lot, yeah. I don't think they talk Because nobody wants to be seen as the liar. Yeah. And I won't, I mean, if we're being truthful here, they've both lied to the public. So you honestly don't know. They both could be lying about how events happened, but they're both telling their truth. 
and this is a little tangent, but mm-hmm. with Jenner's book being called I Am Kate, if you had a memoir, do you know what it would be called? Are you asking me or are you about yeah. to give me a name? Do, do you, like, or I'm asking you, what would you call your memoir, your autobiography? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me <start. laughs> uh, I don't know, but I know it have bitch in the title. What? <laughs> that was your, uh, <laughs> that was I, your self-help book. Oh, they're all the same. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh yeah, okay. Um, Katrina, the business bitch. <laughs> what would yours be called? I'm gonna think of one real quick before we start again. What's mine would called? be called "Return of the Falling Leaves." Fuck you for having a poetic one. Do you want to know why it would be called that? Why? You gotta read the book to find out. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you lure me into a trap. Uh, I want to think of one before I continue. <laughs> um, uh, Katrina the bitch. <laughs> that bitch. Katrina that bitch. Oh, 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 oh. I could be like, I'm not an Oreo, but I eat them. I don't like it. No, oh, fuck that. I, I would not buy that. I would not even look at it. I wouldn't either, actually. <laughs> I'm not but oil you know, about eating. What day, is that? Back in the day, they used to call a bitch an Oreo. Why? You know, I had to fight through that stereotype. Oh, black on the outside, white on the inside. Yeah, just because. But here's the thing, though, right? I can't help it that they drove me to a white high school. <laughs> <laughs> they drove me. They literally took me out of my projects and drove me there. <sighs> I mean... I'm still black where it counts. <laughs> where were we? So we can get yeah, back where were we? I know. Um, we're supposed to be finishing this episode. Uh, oh, yeah. This is where I was going to talk about how um, she. this was her retransitioning because she had already done it before, but we kind of got into that already. Yes. Uh, so, you know, she did the electric, electrolysis. I think that's how you say electrolysis. That sounds I thought you better. were going to say she did the electric slide. Electric. Somebody didn't know what the electric slide was, and I was like, "You don't even." I'm sorry. Let me stop getting ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, uh, back into the uh, Diane Sawyer 2015 interview. You know, she's just talking. Um, you know, just about herself, how she views herself, what she wants to do. Uh, you know, a whole bunch of inspirational, good stuff, and talking about her past. You know, whatever. We won't dive into that. It doesn't really matter that much uh it's a month or no it's two months later june 1st 2015 where the infamous vanity fair cover happens you know she's in the she's in the one piece uh she's like perched up i am caitlin or no call me caitlin you know what i'm talking about right yeah she's in it's all white around her mm-hmm. i don't call know if, me she, caitlin. if she's sitting down or she's like she's, she's on her bar back. stool Okay, I couldn't. Sh- I couldn't. I couldn't remember. But yeah, the title quote says, "Call me Caitlin." She's on the front page. It went viral. Everybody goes crazy. You know, mostly she got tons of support, but you know, she also got the backlash. The uh, you know, people dead naming her, all that type of terrible stuff. But for the most part, what I remember is the outpouring of respect and uh 
saying how courageous it was and how beautiful she was, especially from other trans women like uh, uh, I think Laverne Cox, uh, Janet Mock. Um, he's not trans, but Barack Obama even came out with some support, you know. Yeah, um, Damn, you know, are you okay? That was the cat. <laughs> I'm down, I'm down. Like, I thought she- I don't know why they chose that picture as a cover. Like there, no, be- there were better pictures. Yeah, in like the magazine. in the magazine, in the same like Vanity Fair. Like there's that one on the couch, and she's like kind of looking backwards, mm-hmm. and her arm is. I don't know. We we can post a picture of it, but it's like why not that one? Like. I just felt the pose was awkward. I I think they did it for a few reasons. Um, You're showing the body, I guess? Yes, I think that was one of the reasons. Uh, But yeah, when I I didn't see the rest of the photos until like months later. Uh, But definitely after I saw the other photos, I was like, because when it came out, it was all about support. And I was like, oh, she's cute, whatever, whatever, whatever. But you see the other photos in the magazine. And I was kind of questioning, like, why was that the main shot? Was it because? she's coming out as a trans woman and you want her to be quote-unquote womanly you want to show her body her curves like is that what it was about that's what i thought yeah and why all white yeah what the hell that mean (laughs) (laughs) where the black hat (laughs) we have dived into sports and now we're joined we're doing into fashion which we know nothing about where the hell is the paisley <laughs> maybe i don't know goddamn nothing about no interior design no paint nothing uh so yeah um after call me uh call me caitlin the 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 cover came out that was followed by her own reality tv show on e that was uh i am kate that lasted a couple seasons um, and oh, this is just a tidbit, a funny slash creepy tidbit. The same year Caitlyn came out as a woman and as Caitlyn, um, her son Brody got married to a woman named Caitlyn. <laughs> oh, we're okay. Different we're, spelling and different first letter, but yeah, Caitlyn, Caitlyn. Were Brody and Caitlyn together? They got married in 2015. So they but the thing is, the thing is, yeah. So the thing is, Brody. Uh, if you look at some videos, apparently, Caitlyn was not the most active parent. Yes. Especially when it came to people who were not related to the Kardashians. Apparently, at certain points, she would involve herself, and then they would go certain uh, like long amounts of time without hearing or seeing from each other. Uh, then they would come back together, and then uh, Brody kind of man- mentioned. Um, he, he was just getting to know, uh, pre Caitlin and then here comes Caitlin and then everything switched again. Yeah. I'm not going to say that Caitlin, uh, saw Brody's, uh, wife slash girlfriend, girlfriend's name. It was like, I gotta have it. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered, I don't know why she chose that name, but if she intentionally spelled it with a C, which is, I don't think that's the normal way to spell it. it's normally with a k but so she could separate herself from the kardashians 
Maybe, but you know what I find so ironic about that is that if either way, it seems like a purposeful decision. You know why? I mean, here's what I don't want to do. I want I don't want to say, hey, you can't pick whatever name you exactly. want. Exactly. But it's funny that she she chose a name where it can be a K. I mean, but Caitlin all, didn't decide to be Shaniqua. <laughs> for all we know, though, she could have always had the name Caitlin in her mind. Could have. From true the 80s, well. from whenever she first started thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, feeling that she was a woman. Or that could be somebody who she maybe in the past was close to or lost. Or you you never know why people choose the names they do. Yeah, but yeah you're, you're correct. All right. So, um, oh, yeah, like I said, when Caitlin transitioned, you know, she got a lot of support. Uh, people either usually were celebrating her or they were condemning her, uh, talking about stripping her her medals, you know, all that bullshit. That Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Like I said before, you had a lot of people against it for it. Uh, but what I didn't speak about is the kind of wait and see crowd. And what that kind of consisted of was mostly trans activists or other trans people in the, the I guess, entertainment or media world. Uh, you know, you had a lot of people who, of course, wanted to give their support and wanted to call her courageous. But uh, looking up, there were a lot of trans activists that were like, well, I hope she does this and I hope she means what she says. Um, one quote I got from somebody was Tommy Luckett or Lucid. I hope I'm saying the name right because I love I really do love the quote. Um, this quote was uh, after the Vanity Fair cover came out. Tommy is a black trans woman from Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, at this time, she was on the board of the transgender, the transgender law centers positivity trans project. I think that I, I wrote it out so fast, but I think it's transgender law centers positively trans project. And what she said was that she thought the Vanity Fair photos of Caitlyn Jenner were beautiful. But she says they were beautiful because all the resources she has at her disposal. That's not the experience of most trans women, especially of color. Caitlyn Jenner has a whole lot of power. It is what she does with that that matters. A huge number of Americans are on her side now. Let's really start opening hearts and minds. And I just like that because it's like you're not condemning her yet. You're giving her her praise, but you're kind of putting her on notice saying like, okay, you said you want to do this and you can do a lot of these things because of your previous privilege. It's just, are you going to do the things that you said? Yeah. I just appreciated that. I know I've kind of been more harsh on Caitlin than you have, but Caitlin has a foundation that's supposed to help trans people. And she's spoken out for trans rights and everything. What I have a big problem is her flip-flopping her message and endorsing slash supporting people who do not like the people she supposedly supports, meaning the trans community. So anyway, that kind of brings us up to the now, you know, her views on Trump. Uh, her views on trans rights and her bid for governor. Um, before we get on that, I just want to touch. I don't know if you don't want to get into this, but it sounds like you're passing on it. Um, I know she has said some things about gay marriage in the past. Mm-hmm. And I know when she went on the Ellen show, she was saying that she was a traditionalist, that it should be again, 
with man and woman. And then she kind of said she was okay with it. The the last quote I said I, I got from her, I did not write it down, but I did read it in one of the um uh, one of the CNN articles was like uh people were talking about how yeah she did say she wasn't a hundred percent sure on gay marriage, but later said she was literally a hundred percent sure on gay marriage. But that's what I'm talking about. I I don't know. I don't know. But that was the last quote I saw was that after she said that she was traditional and that she wasn't sure about gay marriage, she later says that she's 100 percent for gay marriage. But like I, I, I didn't know. That's why I didn't really delve into that, because that whole gay marriage thing, I thought. I don't know. I didn't think of it as the one of the bigger things she said. But now that you think now that you say it, I probably should have delved into it more. But yeah, it, you're it right. Just, she did. That's another thing she kind of flip-flopped. Yeah, it just, to me, it seems like when she was living as a man married to a woman, it was okay to be against gay marriage. Mm-hmm. And then once she is identifying as a woman, and I believe, I don't know if she's 100% said that she um, is attracted to women. I think that's, she is attracted yeah. to women. Yeah, she um, says that she's she's not attracted to men in that way. Never in her life has she been attracted to a man, is what she said in the Diane Sawyer interview. Yeah, she so likes women. Now it's like, oh, we're well, I'm okay with it, which sh- what changed besides her? Mm-hmm. And did she really change? Are you just trying to get the heat off you? Because everybody's like, how dare you not like gay marriage? You're a part of this community. Don't you know how much we fought for you? Why would you not fight for us type of thing? I and did. then she says something to quiet everybody down so we get off her back. But then she started doing some other shit. Yeah, you see a lot of people <laughs> in the gay community who would normally rally around her are not because of statements she has said like that. And mm-hmm. she could be this powerful force and do so much good, but it doesn't seem like she's interested in doing that. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Any, can... Anything else? Should I continue? Yeah. Yes. Okay, continue. I, I didn't want to step on you if you had more to say. No, that's all okay. I have to say. <laughs> all right. So um, another thing I, I was talking about is Caitlin has been known for, like I said, her flip-flopping stands, especially on one of our, I can't stand one of our uh, least treasured free leaders of the world, 45, a.k.a. Trump. Don't just say you can't stand. I can't stand either. I never know. (laughs) You just just made it seem like I was a supporter. Like, for instance, first, uh, one of she like she thinks she said uh, as Trump is running. Uh, and this was on her TV show, I Am Kate, because, you know, this is when Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton are running against each other. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'm not saying uh, Trump would be bad for women, but I think he would be very good uh, for women's issues. Oh. And then she uh, now I don't have the whole context, I only have these little snippet clips quotes that they put in the article but it was so funny that she says that and then she calls um she called hillary a fucking liar and a political hack and i know you love hillary (laughs) (laughs) you defending her now (laughs) i'm not gonna make this a political podcast 
brought up Hillary, you ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So funny. Uh, okay. Okay, so uh, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, you know, at first she announces her her support of Trump and that uh, he he may not be a p- politician, but he's an outsider. So, you know. I he's, fucking, you know, the one he's the outsider. He's not in that same crowd. He'll be different. He'll listen to the people type of situation. Okay. This, this is I said 2016. I, was, I said I was not going to make this political podcast, but just before we move on from that, it uh-huh. just reminds me of that episode of The Office when they're talking about who should be the new manager. And Ryan's like, we should get like a homeless guy, an outsider. And that's like <laughs> what everyone said about Trump. And Pam's like, really, Ryan, you want a homeless guy? I want you to say you want a homeless guy as our manager. <laughs> like that's just what it reminds me of, and it's like, ugh. Yeah. Ooh, carry and, on. And then, um, you know, later in the presidency, when Donald, uh, you know, talks of, talks about the the bathroom bans and all the other stuff, she's talking about how it's a disaster. He was supposed to help the LGBT community because he said all that fluff bullshit. And his uh his RNC speech talked about how he wanted to help the LGBT community and reach out to them and do everything he could. And then as soon as he got into office, he, he shat all over that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just thought it was a flip flopper. She was all for him even before he at first. Uh, before he started saying, you know, transgender people shouldn't be able to use the uh the different bathrooms. At first, he was like, you know, it doesn't matter who you are in Trump Tower, Caitlyn Jenner or anybody can use whatever bathroom. And that's when she did that stunt where she does a video of her going into Trump ba- uh, Trump Tower, going to the bathroom, whatever, whatever. Um, I didn't think it was a big thing. I just wanted to mention how she establishes a connection and a relationship with Trump. Uh, wrong or right, and no matter what, still kind of stands by him and sticks to him, even when he is kind of abusing the power he has in the community she's a part of she still finds a way to still call him uh a decent person basically she calls him daddy trump and i'll even (laughs) kind of i'll even kind of give you a um example so these next few videos i'll i'll state where i found most of all my sources but all the videos i watched of her actually talking and saying these things were all on youtube they were uh, under CNN, M- MSNBC, ABC News, Fox News. Uh, she does interviews with all those, uh, all those networks within the last, I would say, anywhere from a week ago to five weeks ago. You will find any of her interviews on there. CBS This Morning, where she does an interview with the morning uh, anchors. That includes Gail. And I watched uh, her Sean Hannity interview and I watched a summary of it on the David Pakman show, which uh, if you want to see how ridiculous this Sean Hannity interview was, which I'm about to talk about, just watch the summary on David Pakman shows uh, page on YouTube. It, it was it, it was hilarious. And it just tells you everything you need to know. OK, but um, so she's on Sean Hannity uh, where she's at. You know, talking about how she wants to become governor and how she'll be so great and everything. And let me tell you, when I was watching this interview, 
Caitlyn Jenner was not in that chair. You know who was in that chair? Whom? A Jabberwocky. The way she was dancing away from them goddamn answers and questions. She <laughs> could not answer a question straight from A to B to save her life. And was this when she's already running for governor? This is when she's she's already announced. This is before the rumors and the uh, I'm in. This is when she's already officially announced that she she's running for governor. Okay. Governor. So I wish I, I probably should have got the date of the Sean Hannity uh, interview. I'll probably try to Google that as I talk about it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, she goes on Sean Hannity and I'll just talk about some of the things she says. So one of the funniest things she says is that she liked Trump because he was a disruptor. And that was one of the things that tells me all about her political plan. She's one of those people where you don't have to have knowledge and common sense to do a job correctly. You just have to have that know-how and that good old boy attitude and you can do whatever you want. Like that make, I, I didn't, like she didn't say he had good policies. He was a good person. He was just a disruptor. He threw the government and the U.S., uh, all out of sorts and shook it up. Like what? That's not a good thing. I, I honestly think right now, and I keep saying I don't want to make this political, but I guess I have to. Right Go now, ahead, Brad. <laughs> on the conservative side, if you're not a Trump fan, then you're out. So she knows she has to kiss Trump's ring to even be considered a governor because she's a conservative for one. Uh-huh. Um, so her being a transgender woman and being a, you know, running as a conservative is already slashing her votes. And yeah. if she would not be on Trump's side, it would slash her votes even more and maybe like not even make her a contender, which I don't think she is a contender, but. Mm-hmm. Like that's that- one of the things that confused me. Cause like you said, Trump's, she has to kiss Trump's ring and speaking of in her actual campaign, she has Trump, she has former Trump aides working for her. <sighs> yeah, it's confirmed. She she had the, she was trying to uh, like make it not seem like a big deal. Um, like a little e- excerpt of the uh, the interview was like, um, they're, they're good people. Uh, something like if Trump didn't won, maybe they would, they probably would have worked for Ted Cruz if he won. Like one of those, it, it's not about who you work for. Nah, sometimes who you work for, who do you decide to put your I mean, if, money and your 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 face behind does say a lot about you. If you're working for Trump and you're working for Ted Cruz, like come on. If yeah, Ted Cruz ain't no better. They both trash bag. You, you play around with shit, you don't start to stink. Boy, they funky. <laughs> but uh so yeah, she said that she liked him because he was a disruptor. She like I said, she has former Trump advisors uh as aides on her campaign. Uh, one of the things she says in this interview is she's she's for the wall. Uh, she thinks it needs to be sealed up. She doesn't want to open but border. Okay, well, people. Um, <laughs> what? I'm just trying to hold it in, but okay. say it. People, where did it go? The wall is not effective because this is going to be political. The wall's not effective because it does not deter anyone. People are doing... Speak your truth, Jose! (laughs) Most people who are here undocumented are from people who overstay to work visa. Most people who come here are people who, you know, 
come through the border, like they're not jumping over the wall. That's a very small amount. And people who have studied like wildlife say it's going to disrupt wildlife migration. It is not going to do anything good. The Okay, you want a wall? Sure. It Trump made that wall on freaking the next day. They showed videos of people stealing it. Like, a wall's not shit. Yeah, it, it, uh, I want to. I wanted to talk about one of the things she made. Uh, still talking about the wall and open border. Um, the funniest thing. It was basically she was like, as she said, she doesn't. She said basically. I'm all for uh, undocumented workers getting legal status, becoming citizens. She was like, I do not want to open border because I don't want uh, criminals and terrorists and blankety blank coming into this country. And it was just so funny because as she's saying this, um, she's not she's fairly she's starting to not make sense because then she starts saying, um, like, I'm all for uh, undocumented workers getting this and getting that, but we have to make sure that uh, we have a wall and it's sealed and blah, blah, blah. And it literally does that thing. You know, when white people say some racist shit and then they say, <laughs> um, some of my best friends are black. Yeah. She's literally about to say, some of my best friends are, and she doesn't say anything because there's literally nothing that she could say. No. What are they Mexican? Are they undocumented? Are they like what do you want to say? I feel like she was saying like pretty much what Trump was saying back when he was running for president. Oh, those bad hombres come over here and they're rapists and they're this. And like she kind of realized, oh, I can't say this. That got Trump in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that she was like, I just you know, I don't want the drug lords and the terrorists and the bad people coming in here because, you know, uh, this and that. But, you know, undocumented workers are OK. Uh, a lot of my friends are. And I feel like what she wanted to say is a lot of my workers are. Yeah. Um, she just didn't know how to finish that shit. But I thought it was just funny that she literally didn't know what to say after that. And um, this is kind of a tangent because you got me all heated up. But. I hate that good immigrant or good that you're one of the good ones type of way. I've Mm -hmm. especially when you're gonna arrest them all. Yeah, I've had you know customers because I worked in the restaurant business where they're asking me shit like, "Oh, where were you born?" And you know, I'm just thinking they're having conversation. They're like, "Oh, you're one of the good ones." You know, you speak English. It's like, "Fuck you, man!" Mm. Like, there's. Oof, it, never mind. Let's let's just go. <laughs> oh, also, I wanted to mention that this is not like a regular election that she's running for governor for. This is a recall election, basically. Uh, they had to get like one point five million signatures uh, to force a recall election for uh, uh, Governor Newsom, and uh, they ended up reaching it. I think that it was in. What's the, what's the middle? What's the middle? It was kind of in limbo on whether it would be officially happening or not, but I guess it is happening. But the last recall election was, I think, 2002, 2003. And the type of people who ran, you had Larry Flint, you had Gary Coleman, 
You had Mary Carey and, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who ended up winning. Just to give you just to give you some facts. So a lot of people are looking. I don't think even though, yes, uh, Arnold was a, a Republican when he won and ran. But I think 2003 to 2021, and then looking at the person uh, between Arnold and Caitlin, especially this is Arnold pre pre uh, a fair baby, like 20 year old fair baby. <laughs> so people really liked Arnold and Caitlin, even when coming out, she still just had so many bad press, so much bad press. And Car- California is not a big Republican state. So yeah, like you said, I think it's an uphill battle. I think this is more about the look and getting out with the publicity than it is her trying to change California and change Sacramento and all this other stuff she keeps spewing. Yeah. And I don't know if you about mentioned it, but are you going to mention what she said about the guy in the hander? Oh my God. Yes. Well, I'll just say you can mention it. But I thought it was funny how she's literally saying Governor Newsom is out of touch. Yes. And and then you go. You go. Okay. So I just pulled up this tweet real fast just so I can get it accurate. She said on Hannity, quote, my friends are leaving California. My hander, Mm -hmm. the guy right across, he was packing up his hander. And I said, where are you going? And he says, I'm moving to Sedona, Arizona. I can't take it anymore. I can't walk down the streets and see the homeless. Exactly. Which you can't walk down the streets and see the homeless. So to Caitlyn Jenner, it seems to me like she's saying, we need to get rid of these homeless. Like, let's let's hide them. Let's put them somewhere. And that's what people were talking about. It's like she keeps saying a lot of buzz words, buzz phrases. But she has, um, number one, she will not give you any more background on her views. And she doesn't really lay out a plan. She'll, they'll say, so, um, uh, what were we just talking about? She won't lay out a plan. Hanger. No, no. What, the, oh, yeah, yeah. The homeless. Uh, so you, you give her the homeless. What, what should we do about the homeless? Man, so California has a high homeless rate, like 50 percent of the people who are homeless are in California. So we really got to clean that up and we got to get these people up out of there. What the fuck did you say? Nothing. Okay, what do you think about gun control? I think everybody should have their guns. And, you know, we definitely have to put some regulations. And I think things are she's saying she runs around the bush and she does not say anything. So people do not want to commit to her because, first of all, it's like you have no real knowledge on how policies work or what you should do. And, oh, shoot, I forgot this whole thing. On CBS this morning, what really told me everything I needed to know about her run, she was on CBS this morning, and it was Gail King and two other male anchors, I think. I'm not sure. One was definitely, I think, Latino or Hispanic. Um and they were kind of talking about how she didn't really have experience. So what was she going to do or how do you want to how are you going to make things better? Or what's your policies on this and that? And basically what she said is I've surrounded myself with a, uh, with some good people. And basically what I have to decide is I what? Well, no, she said uh, I surrounded myself with a lot of good people who know a lot of things. And so where I come in is I have to make the final decision. So basically, she's paying a whole bunch of people who do know what the fuck they're doing to tell her her options and what she should do. And she picks the best one. 
she's not really doing anything. And she basically laid out her whole plan on national TV. That she didn't know what she was doing. She just had helpful people over there giving her the answers and she just makes the final decision. Well, okay. Right there. I'm all for surrounding yourself with knowledgeable people. But who said that first? Biden. Trump. They all say it. (laughs) They all say it, but he was the first one to say it. And we knew he wasn't doing nothing. Well, he was doing, you know, with the the rules he made, I think Trump was was right in his own plane. He was, he was, he was piloting that thing. (laughs) (sighs) I'm I'm going to run for president now. I'll vote for you. Vote for me. I'm not old enough in a few years. Oh my God, you're right. We're not. When we get old enough, we're gonna be mad. We ain't gonna wanna run. We don't wanna die. Oh, I'm sorry. It's my part. I'm supposed to be it talking. It is your part. <laughs> Sometimes I forget this is my episode. <laughs> oh, I even wrote down um, one of the funniest quotes she said. Um, she was like, uh, this is when she was talking to a website called Politico or a newspaper called Politico, one of those two. And she's like, it takes somebody like me to create change for California. I'm not making a joke about this, but I am the poster child for change. I think that a in, uh, I think that an outsider going to Sacramento is a very good thing. So that's why I'm running. I'm running as an authentic candidate. I'm not hiding anything. But she's also not telling you anything. She's just an old white lady with money. Like there's a thousand of them in California. And then. I guess, of course, we should talk about this because it just happened, you know, like a few weeks ago, a month ago, the whole um, trans uh, kids uh, shouldn't play in girls sports type of thing. Okay. You heard about that, right? Or No. You, you know, okay. So we'll, we'll say what she said now. So basically now, this year, she's like... Um, She talks about, is it fair or not? She says, her quote is, that's why I oppose biological boys who are trans competing in girls sports in school. It just isn't fair. And we have to protect girls sports in our school. Now, I will not lie. This is where I don't know honestly how to feel. Uh, I've never been trans, so I don't know how this feels. And then I watched a couple of news stories that had nothing to do with Caitlyn. Jenner, but more so just this topic of um, trans kids in sports or not. And it kind of, it that when I was talking about when I got depressed and sad, I think that was before we recorded. That's what I was referring to. Because some of those stories really just, it, it was kind of sad and depressing because this is how I feel. They talk about, you got one side saying, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should talk about the Caitlin thing before I get into this. Okay. Anyway. Caitlin basically says trans kids shouldn't play in uh, biological boys, shouldn't uh, play girls sports in school. And that's 2021. Everybody is really jumping on Caitlin because in 2015, uh, when she got her her honorary ESPY award, her uh, author, Ashy, whatever award on the ESPYs the same year she came out, she literally says, and I quote, I also want to acknowledge all the young trans athletes who are out there given the chance to play sports 
as who they really are. That's what she says. So it is kind of whether you believe, I guess, if they should or they shouldn't, it's a hard pill to swallow when a so-called advocate, a so-called leader, a most most recognizable, yeah, one of the more recognizable trans LGBT members comes out in defense of trans uh, kids playing sports and being who they are and expressing themselves and not holding back. And literally six years later, when it's a beneficial to them, when they want to put themselves in a higher standard, higher court, it's all, no, I don't believe in that. And I don't think it's fair. And we have to protect a girl. And what I'm saying is, okay, is she wrong for saying that we have to protect girls sports? Not exactly, but it's like you're hanging out the the trans kids to dry. You you can say protect girls sports, but you can't even offer or uh, mention the fact that trans kids should not be excluded. Like I don't I think it's weird too, and I I think that there are legitimate arguments on both sides. But what everybody is saying is that. Oh, yeah, it's not fair. Transgender uh, girls can't play in girls' sports, but they offer no alternative. It's just you can't do shit. You can't play. And then soon in a couple of years, we're going to get all these states that already said you can't play sports. We're then going to have them strip your health care. It's like, well, where can trans people, where is their space? Yeah, where can they exist? safely and live their life like we are allowed to and it kind of brought and even though these are not the same thing they both have their separate nuances and their separate issues but it kind of brought me back to like segregation it's like black people weren't allowed to eat at this diner go to this water fountain black people couldn't even apply at these colleges that's why historical black colleges are a thing and then it's like um you can't do you can't do what i'm doing but I'm not going to give you an option to do anything else. You're just going to watch me. And I don't want to segregate trans kids and say, well, why don't you have a trans look? But I feel like that's the only way that people could truly exist. But I want like people to, fu- I want the government to fund that. I, I say, if y'all won't let these trans kids into the sport of the gender that they identify, why can't you not create an avenue that they feel welcome? Because sports are not just about com- competition. Yeah, it's about camaraderie. Um, it's about learning values and skills. Like people, just because you play basketball don't mean you become a professional. A lot of people become a lot of things, but it's about being a part of the team sometimes is what a lot of people want. And knowing that trans kids uh, have high suicide rates, um, they get bullied more than any other type of child in school. We're just constantly knocking them down a peg more and more. So yeah. it just kind of pissed me off that a trans quote unquote icon who felt so alone and felt so isolated and had to conform and stay in a body that she was not comfortable with would uh, would stand up and praise these trans kids when uh, she needs the support and everybody can lift each other up and and give shine, sunshine to each other and whatever and say that they're beautiful. But as soon as you've gotten your money, your love and your support and you're in a better position, it's not about what you started off. It's not about the trans community no more. I think 
Caitlin is always going to be in it just for Caitlin. I, I agree too. And that's why I think a lot of this governor bid is not serious because even with Trump, oh, ugh, I hate that I'm about to say this shit. Trump was trash, TT, all day, every day. I don't care if you say a thousand good things he did. Overall, we're looking at the whole build, the whole grade, the whole report card. The man was trash bag. He's shit. Uh, but you will at least know that he knows whether it was an earpiece or not. The man knew what policies he stood for. And he didn't. He sounded ignorant half the time, but he could speak a little bit of political jargon. What Caitlin speaks is in circles. Yeah, I re- they literally asked her a straightforward question about um, about what she said about trans sports and everything. And uh, she said what I repeated about how biological boy, blah, 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 blah. And after she said that, um, she segued into, well, that's why I want to be a role model, because, you know, I think if people see me like, look, I'm running for government. Have we ever seen a trans blah, blah, blah? And first of all, uh, yes, a trans person has one office now. Um, And it's just about. She's all about putting herself out there. Uh, She doesn't really speak on policies or experience. One of the reasons why she says she's uh, she has the experience. Oh, my God, I died. I think this was the Dana, the Dana Bash. I think her name is the Dana Bash CNN interview. One of the. the reason she said she was qualified to become government governor is because she's an entrepreneur. She said, I've sold thousands of dollars of fitness equipment uh, on infomercials and I'm in the business, the entertainment business. And that's a business you got to keep running. Yeah. So I'm an entrepreneur and my kids are entrepreneurs. And I think that puts us in the position of leading. And yeah, it was a whole bunch of fluff words, bullshit. I mean, if that's the case, then Chris is the one who should be governor. I think if she gets some jobs out here, people have more jobs than she was. And I saw another thing where Caitlin was talking about prison reform. <gasps> you were just about to get into what I was about to get into. Okay, well, go ahead and go. No, it. you go first and see if I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> okay, well, I don't really have much on it. I just saw that she said some things and... I think TMZ is the one who reported it saying that, like, I was trying not to look too much into it because oh, I didn't okay. want to get all the information. I don't want to be surprised with the oohs and the ahs. But, oh, you ain't ood or odd, not one, motherfucker. <laughs> but, but, oh, sorry, you go. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I didn't have much on it, but I had the quote and I was going to relate it to you saying that everybody was saying that, you know, she's a criminal. Uh, so uh, in, uh, this is the, Yeah, this is the Sean Hannity. This is still the Sean Hannity interview, this part, where she says she's pro-police. And she says, she don't say prison reform. She says criminal reform is important. But what Newsom is doing, releasing 70... Oh, Sean says he's... uh, Sean Hannity told her that he was releasing 76 thousand dollars seven six thousand dollars you can tell i'm broke (laughs) (laughs) sean said that uh governor newsom was releasing seventy six thousand prisoners and of that seventy six thousand sixty three uh thousand committed 
quote unquote violent crimes, which is vague because I don't know what exactly qualifies as a violent crime. And I was going to bring up something to say that. Okay. Uh, I know this person speaking of violent crimes because you you just never know because uh, you can't say these 63,000 uh, people shouldn't be released because they committed violent crimes. But I know somebody who was uh, accused slash kind of convicted of battery. Okay. And they didn't exactly put their hands on anybody, but they did spit on them. Uh-huh. And so what I'm saying is, is that a violent crime? It battery? probably is considered one. Like, And there's that's just so much innuendo, so much vagueness that uh, they did violent crimes. They can't come out. And Only nonviolent offenders. I'm the- sure they would like use someone's example, like someone who did something really bad. That- mm-hmm. And say that's a violent offender when that's not, it's, a, it's a whole umbrella. You can have someone who got into a fight with someone else, like not saying you should be fighting people, but let's say it's just like a random bar fight and two mm-hmm. people got into it and it's not that big of a deal, but they get arrested. I mean, mm-hmm. can't they be charged for assault? And Exactly. Like, I don't think they should be really in prison for that. If they just and don't let them fight. have a bottle. It'll be assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah. And just like I was going to get into, um, I, I'm pretty sure it's TMZ who reported. They just said like an inside source was, you know, Kim Kardashian had worked on prison reform. Mm-hmm. And so she was disappointed in Chris Jenner. And I just wanted to bring it up because I wanted to bring our Sean Hawley connection. And <laughs> Sean Holly worked with Kim Kardashian to get those a uh, prisoner released. Come on, Sean. Sean is everywhere, and she's going to make an appearance in a lot of these stories. And I, I just wanted her in there. I like it. I like it. Trying to do a connection to Sean Holly every episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Sean says that uh, sixty-three committed uh, violent crimes, and uh, that's one. Um, Caitlin says that criminal reform is important, but she would never do that referring, releasing those 76 prisoners. She says we need to re- rehabilitate people in prison and then bring them back into the community safe, safely. Well, of course, that's what everybody says, but what it that does not say, that whole quote about, she's like, Sean gives, gives her an example of what the governor is now doing uh, as a way to not only uh, declutter prisons, but I guess let people who are on good behavior go early because they have served most, if not half their sentence, right? Mm -hmm. And what she's saying is, (laughs) man, I would never let those prisoners go. Why? She doesn't say what she would do. She doesn't say. She just says that I would never do that and we need to rehabilitate people in prison and bring them back into the community safely. That tells you nothing. And so what I just said, like I've been saying before, she's just a generic candidate. She's just a mouthpiece for somebody who obviously wants to be in her position, but just doesn't have either the money, the clout, the name. I feel like she's probably being run by people who want office and she kind of wants office too, but uh, she'll just be the face. Somebody else is going to be moving them hands, legs, and arms. Like, she's a puppet. You love a conspiracy theory. And this is not even a conspiracy theory. <laughs> this woman says she surrounded herself with people who make good decisions, good people who are her with her. She then has no 
official opinions on anything she stands for. Even when she calls herself a Republican, she doesn't even want to stick to it. She just says, well, uh, am I a girl? What do you mean? There's plenty of other parties she could have ran as, including independent, but she didn't. You know why? Because she wanted that Republican stuck to her name because even though a lot of these Republicans ain't messing with her, there are some bottle of the barrel ones that will. And she knows that. And she knows they're attached to some good old money and they'll fund her and they'll stay behind her and all the other stuff. Because if you're just a econ- if you're just Republican from an economical standpoint, you still don't have to claim yourself as a Republican. But she does. Yeah, so I, I, I never understood that. Um, and it was so funny because she said she's she doesn't consider herself a trans candidate which i understand you don't want to be labeled you don't want to be pigeonholed but it's like she's anything but she's a she's a white woman but she's not trans she's a rich white woman but she ain't trans it's like she wants that whole thing erased from her and that's why i feel like she's walking back so many things she says she wants to help the lgbt community but there's not really a clear answer what she wants to what she wants to do um uh, referencing back to one of the other interviews on CBS, uh, the Hispanic or Latino anchor says that to get to the the governor man mansion, you have to basically go through the go through slash talk to the Latinx uh, community. That's one of the biggest communities in California. Uh, and he asks her, like, have you talked to those voters? Have you engaged those voters? This is what she says. She says. I talk to all types of voters. I talk to everyone I encounter. When I go to the gas station, I talk to everybody. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> when she goes to the what? The gas station. What the hell? What? Exactly. It's like I give the you guy behind a, the counter. Like <laughs> I give you a simple question to a simple answer. If you haven't talked Ugh. to primarily the Latinx community then say that is something that you're working on because you want to get the right approach. Uh, say that you do have a group of voters that hit that demographic, but you're expanding. Like she, there's so many other um, BS answers that you could have give that wouldn't look so openly trash like that. See, this is why I don't think she is being controlled or would be controlled by someone in the office just because she just comes off as an idiot to me. Like she just wants yes to do it no. to do it. But I think that's how Trump was too. Like and Trump didn't. He come was off an idiot this, too. Exactly. He didn't come. Uh, he didn't come off the smartest, and a lot of people hated him. So many Republicans turned their nose up to him, talked so much stuff about him, and then they ended up shaking hands with him at various RNC, um, RNC. Uh, what is it called? Conventions. Uh, state of the union speeches he's up there shaking the same people who were shit they were shitting on each other yeah so so i think the same i think that's the same way and it, one of these anchors kind of uh brought up or one of these articles kind of brought up a, a good point like what's going to happen because you got the trans community that doesn't kind of believe in caitlin because she's kind of flip-flopped and now she said that sports thing and they're kind of not fucking with her and then you got the republicans who I mean, I, I feel confident in saying that they hate trans people. I mean, there's six states that have bans on trans athletes, trans, uh, trans kid athletes not being able to play sports. 
And then you have a couple states that have health care bans for mm. transgender people. So it's like Republicans can't stand trans uh, people. You're a trans Republican candidate. And wh- who's out there supporting you? <laughs> so I, no do, I, I, don't, I think it won't last that long. Or uh, I don't know, maybe she'll do a whole switch up and get get some get a real machine behind her and maybe. start getting her good answers that she starts to sound like she actually knows what she's doing. And she wants to actually be governor and not a whole bunch of these. BS, uh, walk around my house, walk around my farm, walk around my hangar interviews. Yeah. Um, so I guess this is where I kind of. Where we're leaving off. Yeah, I, I, I'll mention one other thing. Um, okay. Like I said, I'm kind of mixed and twisted on the, the trans kids uh, sports thing. I do feel like if anything. You can decide that at a adult level, but I feel like when it's children, teenagers, people who are still growing on both sides, I feel like it's not a problem. It's kids. Let them play. Exactly. I think with the kids, it definitely should be whoever you identify with. The adults and the the competitive, the most highest stages, that's when that argument has a lot more merit and you could probably break it down. But kids, I feel like there should not be no no debate, no debate at all. But anyway, I just wanted to say that because when a trans woman says something like that, um, a quote I got from like a, 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 a editor from NBC out, uh, Joe, your Kaba, uh, basically what she's doing is she's perpetuating the idea that the humanity of trans people and their basic inclusion in society even at a young age, is up for debate. So that's before you even know about school. You already have limitations on what you can do because you're trans. That's so, a shame. Yeah, I thought I thought it was just a shame that she she's taken some of these routes when she didn't have to, you know. So um, we know she's running for governor. I don't think I I think it'll go either two ways. She'll she'll fizzle out fast. And it'll be nothing or uh, she'll start getting some real money behind her and start sounding halfway like she wants to run, but still won't make it. Um, what, what are you thinking at the end of the tunnel? Politically speaking, I am i don't even know because I didn't think there's a chance in how Trump would win and he won. Oh, my. We were so. tweeting. <laughs> bro, that was one of the most stressful situations. We were live tweeting the election uh, votes. Yeah. So. She could win. She could lose. She can go to hell. Um, I don't think she really has a future anywhere, honestly. I mean, she did her reality show. Nothing really came of it. She is no longer an athlete. She doesn't have Chris Jenner in her corner. Mm. I, I feel like she's kind of burned some bridges everywhere. The trans community is not really on her side. The conservatives aren't really on her side. Me as a Latino, I'm not on her side. <laughs> <laughs> so she burned those bridges. Um, I do have an idea though. She and Chris Jenner should have to go on a vacation together and they have to be like stuck in the room and always be together and they would just be hilarious. Like, oh, we hate each other, but now we're like best friends kind of thing. Kind of like a Grace and Frankie, but with a twist. 
Wow, Grace and Frankie's enjoyable. I'm not trying to watch Caitlyn do nothing. <laughs> I'm not, not either. A damn thing. But yeah, I like that idea. Oh, let me get some, let me let me act like I actually did some work and read my sources before we go into our media. Because I actually did write my sources, y'all. I mean, you know, I always do, but this time I actually really wrote them down. It don't sound like it from all this paper I'm going through, but I wrote them down somewhere. What the hell they are? Okay, so of course I got the basic, like where she was born and everything. I got that stuff from Britannica uh, and Biography.com. Uh, a lot of the sports decathlon information I got from USOPM, that's United States Olympic Paralympic Museum.org. Um, I also got a couple things from, <laughs> I didn't get anything from it, but I think if you want to kick, y'all should visit Caitlin's political website, you know, the one she's running for governor. Hilarious. <laughs> um, you know, I got all the interviews about the trans rights. Um, the car crash from both abcnews.go.com and cnn.com on the entertainment page. And I got the information about the children and marriages from the list.com and the guardian. And I already talked about my YouTube sources. So that's where yes. I got most of those informations. Love it. So, uh, thank you for listening to my long-winded Caitlyn Jenner episode. Um, another reason why I wanted to do Caitlyn Jenner is because us figuring out if she fizzles out or not can be an update later. And we could talk five minutes about it again. So, yeah. Could be, yes. Um, so, we always like to end each episode with a positive note by discussing some form of media that relates to us in some kind of way either we like it we relate to it or whatever so i believe i went last last time so i'll go first oh yes 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 um my form of media is going to be a podcast Ooh. called my favorite murder and i'm sure if you're listening to this you've listened to that because it's one of the greatest ones out there <laughs> but this podcast is pretty much what got me into listening to podcasts like I've listened to a few before that one um but not like not religiously like I listened they didn't here bring and there. you in yeah I mean they were good but when I discovered my favorite murder I mean I they had probably been doing it by two years by that time and I would you know try to catch up and I would listen over it's a podcast I can listen to like over and over the episodes again. Mm -hmm. And it is about, you know, murder. So it's not all happy and joy, but <laughs> they just bring comedy to it. And I think it's really inspired me. And that's, you know, brought me into listening to podcasts. That's brought me into thinking about making a podcast in the first place. And even Georgia on there, one of the hosts, she like recommends podcasts at the beginning and I've found podcasts I love from that podcast, you know, just by them talking, they always do like a recommendation corner. Mm. Um, so a little shout out to them. And I think that's my media. I didn't, <laughs> that was a fast one. Yeah, yeah, that was fast, but that was good. I enjoyed it. I, I, I haven't listened to my favorite murder. Uh, the only reason why, even though you have told me it's a good podcast is that I, 
am just so used to the visual. So I just be watching uh, my forensic files. Um, my my vengeance co-workers or uh, love things. So yeah, but you know, I might give it a try because I really do need to listen to some you more You need to. Right now they're actually on a break. They just announced it. Oh, can't start it now. Where you have like 200 episodes. Like, wow, what do you mean? <laughs> it, it's just so great. Um, you got Georgia, you got Karen Kildareff, you got Stephen Ray Morris. Oh my God, I love them. You got Elvis, R.I.P. Elvis. Yeah, I mean, ooh, R.I.P. I didn't know which way to go with it. Yeah, it was her cat. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not funny, but I thought you were talking about a person. No, the cat. It was a Siamese. Okay, your turn. Hmm. Okay. Um. Okay, 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 okay. All right, so yeah, I'll talk about songs in A minor. Um, when I talk about Stan, I stand a lot of people, but I... The first person I stood, I stand, I stalled. I know that's not how you use it. Yeah. <laughs> but the first person uh, I was the biggest fan of was Alicia Keys. Ooh. When she came out, I was obsessed. Um, years later, you kind of connect that to other reasons. But as a child, obsessed, loved her voice. She was great. But here's the thing. I had heard Fallen a Thousand Times but you know, the first CD I ever got was Diary of Alicia Keys, and that's great, but we're not talking about that. Uh, one day I had talked so much about Alicia Keys and how much I loved her, but I wanted her first album. I wanted to hear her first album and the songs and everything besides Fallen. That's all I knew, not even a woman's worth, really. And so one day uh, I come in from school and my stepfather uh, had it for me. I was so excited. Uh, I went immediately upstairs and put it into my little disc player you know i had one of the boom boxes what that wasn't a boom box it was like a mini one but it had the handle yeah yeah popped it open you know play um and i loved it i she was the person who made me want to try to play piano it just never came through so i just acted like i knew what i was doing when i went to my grandparents because they had this little keyboard and i'd play the titanic a theme song and with the highlighted keys and thought I was doing something. There's still time. There's always time. Keep growing and learning. No, um, but <laughs> girl, wash your face. <laughs> I knew you. <laughs> I knew you was gonna say something, assholey. <laughs> still mad about that message. <laughs> uh, but um, but I loved all the songs. I, I will say I don't love every song anymore but at that time i was enamored with the whole thing i will tell you if you want to get in your feelings uh my three i think the three in the row is no it's four in a row you got 11 mr man 12 never felt this way that's a cover and then you got number 13 butterflies that was the first song she ever written that'll put you in your phones real quick and then number 14 why do i feel so sad that'll get you in your phones so quick because i'll be like i don't know why i feel so sad and then you got number 15 that's the cage bird that's a good song but it had to grow on me but those are my favorite songs and that's that's like the tail end of the album so 
that's just recommendations for me. Also, if you want to laugh, my favorite song on there is number nine, Jane Doe. Hilarious. All right, I'm done. But I just really love Alicia Keys. Music has been a big part of my life because I can't sing worth a damn, but uh, I can spend a whole day listening to my favorite artists. And Alicia Keys was like the first artist where it wasn't just a song I liked from her. I just loved her whole voice, her whole discography and her whole, like her look, her, like how she presented herself. You know, do you know what my favorite Alicia Keys song is? <sighs> is it Karma? I totally forgot about that song until you mentioned it. No. Okay. What is it? Unthinkable. <gasps> I got a story. I'm going to tell this story because I know she's listening. I got this sister. We're not going to mention her, but she listens to this podcast. We're at our grandparents' house watching Music Choice. You know, where, you know, it's just random. You pick a genre of a Music Choice channel and they just play a whole bunch of songs of that genre. Yes. And Unthinkable comes on. And I'm like, hold up, this done caught my ear because no offense, before Unthinkable, uh, Alicia had some doozies I wasn't really messing with. But uh, I was listening to Unthinkable. I thought this was great. I even told my sister, I said, oh, this is great. Went upstairs, listened to it like a thousand times. The next day, she gonna have the nerve to tell me she liked the song. (laughs) How dare she? But I just wanted to say that because I really did love Unthinkable. I think I, I think I liked it so much I ended up hating it for a minute because I, I ran it into the ground. But that's what I typically do when I really love a song. is un- I can't stop myself from re-listening to it until I get tired. Also, you don't know my name. That has to be in her top five. You, <laughs> just for the conversation alone, bro. <laughs> yes. I, I now, think- what day did you say? <laughs> The video makes it 10 times better. Oh, my gosh. And then all the tweets afterwards where people was like, bro, Alicia had that man's stomach messed up. (laughs) I saw that one just recently. (laughs) Oh, that is true. How are you eating hot chocolate with greens and sweet potatoes, bro? You you was asking for it. But I'm Uh, sorry. Are we done? I don't know. Are we? Oh, I guess I'm done talking. Oh. We are done for today. We got to skedaddle. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to reach out to us, you have our Instagram, which is at Savior Sorry. If you want to send us an email, it's SaviorSorry at gmail.com. Email. If you want to give us on Twitter, it's Savior Sorry, but your is spelled you are. And if you want to send us a dollar to go to Cash Up. And it's dollar sign, save your sorry, spelled like the pod. Um, Until next time. (laughs) Is this the Oscar music? Did I go too long on my speeches? I was just doing some accompanying music, but we can do Oscar music. Get off the stage. Yeah, I thought. (laughs) We gotta (laughs) go. Thank you so much. Bye. Adios.